0: Hello friends and welcome back to the I Do Wedding Marketing podcast. We are back with season 2. How good does that feel? And you know I'm so I'm so out of the loop. I didn't even silence my phone. Let's do that and let's get started, guys. It's great to be back. I'm coming back right in the middle of January. So we're in the middle of engagement season here and what a great time to to be talking about weddings to be in the industry things are you know things are a little different still even though it's not 2020 we're still seeing the effects of covid and how that is changing booking and changing the way and how people book but let's get started on today's episode now if we haven't met before my name is nina adio and i'd like to thank you for allowing this podcast into your earbuds your bluetooth your car radio wherever you are listening from on the id wedding marketing podcast i discuss tips and tricks for wedding pros to diy their social media or to gain the confidence to outsource it so i have been on a little hiatus for the past few weeks but now we are back with season two. And there is a lot that we have to discuss. Today, what I want to talk about is vanity metrics. Okay. Vanity metrics are things like the amount of followers you have on a profile page, the amount of likes you have on a post. And I write a book that put it so perfectly. The book is called Decoding Greatness, How the Best in the World Reverse Engineer Success by Ron Friedman. And here's what he says about vanity metrics. Vanity metrics are figures that are easy to amplify and generally excite non-experts, but do not reflect a thriving business. Okay, so a non-expert may be impressed that you have 10K followers, but does that reflect that you have, you know, a thriving business of people booking, not necessarily because we know that vanity metrics can be obtained in a lot of ways, and v- very often they are. Um, there are ways that you can look and tell. Um, You can look through to see, for example, if somebody has 10,000 followers and their most recent post only has 10 likes, that's an indication that maybe those followers are people who are purchased or not engaging. But regardless of that, what's important to remember is that your vanity metrics are exactly that, especially for a localized wedding business. If you're focused on booking weddings, where you're located, whether you're in New Orleans, if you're, you know, in Colorado, wherever you are, you have your location that you want to book. So if you have a, let's say a Long Island based business, that's where I am. And you're only serving Long Island couples, Long Island events, and you get all these followers from across the nation from you know, maybe a viral post or you purchase it or for a marketing company, whatever it is, that may not translate into bookings. So while vanity metrics are great, sometimes you just need that reminder to keep your eye on the prize. You wanna be focusing on behaviors that are gonna translate into bookings for you. And so a lot of times, for my clients, I'm focused more on organic marketing than paid ads. Of course, your paid ads can be really successful with local targeting. So I'm not saying that, but we've been able to create a formula that works well for us organically. But here's here's the catch. It's under the understanding that we're going to have a slow organic growth. So we're going to have 10, you know, localized, targeted, I don't know if localized <laughs> is a word, but we're gonna have, you know, at least 10, you know, relevant followers a week rather than a hundred followers who are from anywhere and not in your target audience a week. So don't be hard on yourself if you're growing slow. Slow growth done right can end up meaning more than huge growth done without intention. Okay, so that's what we're talking about here. And I'm not knocking when you get that viral growth, or if you do have a viral amount of followers, that's excellent, and you should be super proud of it. But what you really want are followers that turn into bookings, and that's where you need to focus on more than than that number that's on your profile page. And maybe, you know, I get it because everybody sees that on your profile page and that feels like a trophy. But maybe share your wins. Share your wins on your stories or let your profile feed speak for your successes. Let people see how busy you are and where you're at and, you know, what weddings you're booking at and working at and let that be your new vanity metric instead of just the follower numbers. And here's the thing, you know, I think as a wedding professional, you already know that vanity metrics are fake, right? Because when somebody has the best of the none, you know, or, you know, voted best of blah, 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 you know, you already know that just means that they're an advertiser, right? So you already get the game, Um that's all it is. It's just um, it's, it's just something you can use as leverage and a tool, but it does not necessarily translate into booking. So there are definitely ways that you can get around it and not have to rely on having those 10K followers. Because really, and I, I say 10K, I mean 10K plus, because like the not for some people, it does become an investment where I do meet with people where they go, yeah, I have this amount of followers, but I paid for them. So you're still paying for it. So I feel like I'd rather pay for the not and get leads <laughs> than pay for to have a certain amount of followers just for it to look a certain way, because it is transparent. People can see, first off, if you click someone's followers and look, You'll be able to tell if there are fake profiles. Um, There won't be profile pictures. Sometimes it'll just be a jargon of letter and numbers. It's And it's repeated, right, where you see there's like over 100 people with that same protocol on someone's profile. And like I mentioned, when the engagement is not consistent. So when you see a profile where one photo has 30 likes, and the next photo has 780. It's like, okay, something's that th- there's such a gap in between those two numbers that you know there's some sort of third party source, you know, happening there or technique that isn't probably to Instagram's community guidelines occurring there and happening there. So don't fall for the trap of thinking that, you know, it's all about those metrics and all about those numbers. Just think about your leads and what you can do to get more leads. One tactic that I discussed with a client of mine today, and this client is a photographer, and what sets them aside from everybody else is their personality. But that may not come across when you're looking at a portfolio of images, or when you're sending a template to someone who inquires. So the new tactic we're going to be trying is that every time they get an inquiry or lead, they're going to send their template, but they're also going to send a 30 second video attachment with it, just filmed on their phone, just saying, Hey, you know, great to meet you guys. You can schedule an appointment so we can zoom and talk right on my link. I'll let you know my packages and you just get to know them that way. And that's a really cool way. That's free. It's not going to cost you anything extra, but you're able to create a relationship right away and maybe set yourself aside from the pack. Cause I don't think many people are doing this in the wedding industry yet at all. I see it a lot with coaches and stuff, but not necessarily with wedding professionals. So if you're looking for something different to set you aside, or maybe if you look at the person's profile and you see you have something in common, right? Like whenever I see somebody at a Disney engagement, you can believe I'm mentioning it because I am a Disney girl. So if you see something about them that you guys have in common, I think you should send that video and mention it and be like, Oh my gosh, I see that you were just watching squid games, obsessed, whatever it is, set yourself apart, let them know who you are and yeah, don't don't sweat the metrics. All right, so I'm going to stop for a little ad break here, and then I'm going to come back and let you know, talk about some of the things I've been doing, uh, what I've been working on, and some ideas that have been working well for me that maybe will work for you guys too. So I'll be right back. First off, I want to say I hope you all have been healthy and feeling good this past uh, winter season. I know it's been really brutal, where I'm located and a challenge not to get sick. I did get sick and was sick for about four weeks straight. And You know, I feel you guys, because when a wedding comes, I mean, you still have to work it. The odds that you're going to find somebody to cover, you know, a wedding shift is so slim. So I just want to (laughs) say I empathize with what you go through and admire it and acknowledge that in the wedding industry, it is it it can be cutthroat in that regard that, you know, you 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 show up when you're sick. And that's really hard. So I just want to give you uh, amends there. You know, I do see in some Facebook groups where professionals get together based on region, and I do see people there reaching out for coverage or offering, saying, hey, does anyone have any shifts? I'm looking to pick up some second shoot, you know, things or whatever the case may be. Of course, if you're, let's say, a live painter, you're showing up, you know, you can't find coverage for that. But um, so I get it. It's 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 hard. And right now, especially it is brutal out there. So I hope you've been able to stay well and not have had to experience that after my experience of being sick and kind of a solopreneur right now, it definitely did make me think, okay, I have to focus on expanding. I have to look into a virtual assistant and see where I can get some help because it's not fair. I mean, forget about me. It's not fair to my clients too, because I want to deliver the level of work that they're contracted for. And even though I did, that was hard <laughs> You know, when you're sick and, and working because you don't have anybody else. So I think that's, that's part of my new year's resolution is to expand and to start that with hiring a virtual assistant. So I have my first zoom appointment with a perspective one today. And I will keep you guys informed of how that process goes because maybe that's something that you guys will be able to consider and utilize down the line because a virtual assistant can help you set up streamlined processes for your booking or your accounting, your bookkeeping, so many different things. So I'll keep you informed on how that process goes. I also had something new that I've been playing around with is LinkedIn. And I've been using it differently. And here's why. I had a client who wants a complete isolated LinkedIn strategy for their venue. And company pages for LinkedIn are hard to grow. I'm just going to say it. They're hard to grow. It's not quite there yet. LinkedIn is still about the business person, maybe not always about the business. So I've been starting to post daily on LinkedIn on my own page and starting to take in a lot of research and information about LinkedIn marketing. So I'm going to be keeping you guys informed about that process as I continue to do it. Um, I do find that just conversational posts do well. I posted a picture of, you know, like a dream office and said like, doesn't anybody on Pinterest have office supplies? Like all these tests are so neat and that garnered some interest. And then, so what happens there is that through growing my page, I'm going to be able to invite connections to the company pages that I represent. It's not just my own or this venue. I have other, you know, uh, groups and companies that I'm doing pages for as well. So I can kind of create my own funnel through that. Also, when there's a relevant post done by those pages, I can then share it on my page. And hopefully, because my content content is conversational and engaging, they'll be interested in the work I'm doing and what I'm sharing too. So I'm excited to keep you posted on how the LinkedIn project is going and how that's going to continue to grow. Because I do find I I do my, my best work when I'm Having to really learn it myself. With the return to the podcast, of course, comes the return of going live on my Instagram for our wedding Wednesdays. For now, I'll be keeping it at the same time of Wednesdays at 12. We'll see if the time changes at all, but that's on my Instagram at I Do Wedding Marketing, and that's always a lot of fun. I can kind of ping pong live ideas with you guys. So if you're ever looking for, for social media tips or strategies that you want specific for you and where you are, hop on one of those lives and we'll, we'll chat it through together. And of course, um, now that I'm back to working on my own page and my own stuff, I will be editing the podcast interview I have with photographer Alaria Petucci, and hopefully doing some other interviews as the season continues. It should be a lot of fun. So stay healthy guys and stay inspired. If you enjoyed hearing this today, I would love to ask you to leave an Apple podcast review as it means a lot to me and it helps more professionals to find this podcast. New episodes of the I do wedding marketing podcast will be dropping every Wednesday for this season. And as I mentioned, I'm going to be live every Wednesday at 12 PM on my Instagram at I do wedding marketing. You can learn more about my services and inquire about working together on my website. I do wedding Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next week.